This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, I'm joined now by John Giles to talk about the Premier League and indeed we haven't spoken to John since Jurgen Klopp announced that he was leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. John has some experience of this. Uh, Don Revy left Leeds at a certain point and it had an effect but the most spectacular example of an early announcement was uh, Alex Ferguson. In 2001, he announced that he'd be retiring at the end of the season uh, and Manchester United fell like a stone. He came back, Fergie, and he uh, managed United. So we're going to talk to John in depth about that. It's a very, very big question, a big issue for Liverpool fans, but it also tells us, as we'll find out, something about the modern game. John, thanks very much for joining us. The first thing we have to talk about is last night Manchester City had a comfortable win against Brentford having gone behind they are just behind Liverpool now they have a game in hand they're two points behind Arsenal are bang there as well two points behind it looks like a three club race would you agree with that I mean oh, Aston yeah. Villa are fourth yeah. I, I don't think Villa are very good last few times I've seen them they won 5-0 away to Sheffield United on Saturday John but they're just not up to the quality of those front three Spurs certainly have a really good coach now we think I think we both agree on that but they don't have firepower and then we're talking about Manchester United who are a long long way behind anyway but mm-hmm. wouldn't have either the players or the consistency to contend so it's a three horse race John let me ask you first about the Liverpool uh, Arsenal match Arsenal Liverpool I should say on Sunday big clubs big 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 match and I thought Liverpool were picked the wrong team I thought they played very poorly and Arsenal could have been two or three up at half time instead they went in one all well it was it was a definite win for Arsenal I mean I thought they yeah, played very one. well yeah Liverpool didn't play anywhere near we would expect them to play. So Arsenal took advantage of it. They played exceptionally well. They won well. Big win for them to keep them in the race. 
No doubt, Brother Damon, the three-horse race at the moment. Right. And of the three horses, John, which one would your money be going on at the moment? I'd say City would be favourites, Damon. Yeah. You know, you look at them yesterday in the match uh, against Brentford. Brentford went yeah. ahead, as everybody knows. But Foden scored a hat-trick. Yeah, and he's, now, a, he's a really, really good young player, isn't he, John? He's very good, Damon. He's, yeah. like, he's scored, able to score goals. He's made goals. You've got to bring it back. Into yes. the team now, and he made it. The, the, obviously, made a pass for Ford and scored the first goal. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, City ran out easy winners, uh, having had a, a shock uh, to go behind. But you know, we're getting to Bruyne back. Don't we get City scored? They scored three goals last night, yeah. and Haaland didn't score. No, he didn't. Um, he missed one good. Know. He missed one good chance. Which is unbelievable with with the with, with the, the the amount of players they have. Yes. coming into the game now. He was a young fellow at one stage. He's not a young fellow anymore. He's actually quite a mature player now, playing regularly, scoring goals uh, when when they're needed. So yes. uh, I think getting those players back into it, getting Haaland back into it, puts puts City, in my opinion, favourites to do it. But it's going to be very very tight, Diamond. I mean, yeah. Arsenal are coming into it now. It looked like they were going out of it at one stage uh, Liverpool would be very very disappointed last night with the result Damon and the manner in which they played so we'll just have to wait and see in the future with the, the, the Klopp situation is it going to affect them because uh, they weren't good last night is it going to affect them with them leaving at the end of the season Yeah, well, we're gonna, we'll know that very soon we'll talk about that in a few minutes John. Yeah. I just want to ask you about Sunday and the team he picked, he, he, uh, let me put it this way, I thought he picked the wrong team in a big way. He left out Nunes, he didn't play Andy Robertson, which perhaps was understandable, but he didn't play Elliot, which I didn't think was understandable. Elliot and Jones have been really outstanding players. Young Liverpool come through the academy there, very good players. 13 minutes after half time into the second half, he, he made three changes. He pulled on the three that I've mentioned that he should have had on from the start and he pulled off the players that he, he shouldn't have started. He just picked the wrong team, I thought. But that aside, the performance of Trent Alexander-Arnold, the position he played in, I thought was crazy. Now, I'm a big club fan, a big Liverpool supporter. He played as a kind of outside right, never defended at all. And then there is this continuing debate, at least you and I are having it, about uh, Van Dyke, the centre-half and captain of the team. He got involved in mix-up for the goal. But in the first half, John, Arsenal ripped them apart. There was no defence. They were breaking through the middle and that went on for 45 minutes. They could have had three or possibly four goals. They only had one. Van Dyke should have got a grip on that, John, shouldn't he? Someone should have got a grip What's wrong here? Now, what what was wrong? Well, one of the things that was wrong was that they only had three defenders. The midfield was non-existent, and Arsenal could play at will right through them. Well, Arsenal were very good, Eamon. There's yeah. no doubt about that. As you say, in the midfield, their whole attitude, and that was really good for a, a, a Liverpool team that, as we know, week in and week, don't, don't play that way. You know, they didn't play well at all yesterday. And as you say, I'd agree with 100% of what you're saying with, with looking at Liverpool's uh, team and the way they were, they approached it and Van Dijk making the mess and the goalkeeper making the mess who have been some of their top players. 
they went. They didn't really get into the game. No intensity all, about their play at all, John. No, which no, is not Liverpool. It wasn't Liverpool. No, no, it wasn't a Liverpool team. You, 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 I didn't see the Liverpool team last match last week, and you talked and said they were absolutely brilliant. Oh, they were. This yeah. is only one match back. This is against Chelsea, who everyone are beating. But what was impressive in the in their game against Chelsea was the intensity with which they played. The you know brilliant play of Nunes. He hit the woodwork four times. He missed a penalty. He hit the uh, upright with it, but he brings an intensity and a sense of danger that terrifies defenders and the Liverpool fans. So then against Arsenal, who you would think would be vulnerable to that kind of a player, and I think they are, because that's why they have a problem, don't they? They have a number of problems, Arsenal, but one of them is certainly at the heart of their defence, where they have this Gabriel in particular, who is is vulnerable. Nunes would be... They were made for him, and he did cause trouble when he did come on. Well, that's that's hard to understand. I mean, obviously, you know, that's that's down to the manager. He's picked that. It, it, and, and and to be fair to you, we spoke to early on the game, and you weren't in, you weren't certainly weren't in favour of Nunes no, no. Not, not not playing. But uh, like that's that's a mistake in picking the team. I mean, Arsenal took advantage of it. I thought Arsenal played really well. As you said, it could have been in front early on. So it's uh, it was a bad day. It was a bad day for, for Liverpool. Yeah, and you have bad days. Just on bad the, days, yeah. the basic thing about Arsenal, I would put to you, John, there's something frail about them or something lacking that Liverpool and City on their good days really have. Yeah, it's hard. What's your it's, problem it's, it's, with Arsenal then? To be honest, I don't know. Because <laughs> I look when I watch them, most of the time they play, they play well. It's one thing about Arsenal, they, they always play with two wingers, Eamon. Yes. And as you know, most of the teams playing in the Premiership now, now don't play with two wingers. Yes. Because, and, and on the day like, like they had on, at the weekend against Liverpool, that was the, they, they, wingers were particularly good. Yeah, Martinelli in, and Saka, they are two really good young players. Player, yeah. yeah. But you, they, you don't get many teams playing now with wingers. Yeah. In, in, in the Premiership. So, like there has to be a day when that goes for them. There has to be days where it doesn't go for them. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're wingers and they're out and out wingers. Now, with the way Liverpool played the other day, especially in the first half when Alexander was playing, he wasn't in the right back position. All, all, all that the first half that I could see, so they were wide open on both sides. They weren't they weren't very well set on the left left back position either. No, well, they so, only had three defenders, effectively, John. They had Konate, Van Dijk, and, you know, Joe Gomez, who's a really good right-back and a really good player, I think. But he's playing left-back, which is a bit out of position. But he was getting dragged in because Trent Alexander was missing in yeah. action. He was he was yeah. standing on the touchline uh, <laughs> on the right-hand side, and he, he he trotted back, but he, he was in no way could he be described as a defender. No. He never made the no. tackle, he never put pressure on the ball, and I just didn't understand it, John. What no, what's maybe, going maybe, on? Yeah, I, mean, I think he was out with, with injury. He was, yeah. Yeah. Now maybe he was. Maybe was. No, I'm not, not making any excuses for him because if you're out with injury, you shouldn't be playing. But but if he if you're playing in, in, in that way, and and you know before the match starts that with. Arsenal, everybody, we all know that Arsenal are going to have wingers. You've got to have fullbacks. Yep. You've got to have fullbacks for that yep. because even the back three 
can't get out wide at the right time and no. at the proper time and that. So no. I tell you that was that was a mistake from Liverpool that they don't. If you know, there's not many teams play with wingers. Arsenal are exceptional, that, and they're two very very good wingers. Yes, you've got to you got to cater for them. Yeah, and Liverpool certainly didn't. That's yeah. for sure. And they did they did tear them apart. And they played, they played, played exceptionally well, and it was a bad day for Liverpool. Yeah, and Arsenal could have gone in two or three up. In fact, they went in one all because just before half time, they somehow they managed to put the ball in their own net and to handle the ball at the same time. It would have been a penalty even if it didn't go in the net, but it was a a crazy goal to give away. But Liverpool got a break, didn't really take advantage of it. I want. Let's come to what we. I want to ask you about because you've got experience of this. Jurgen Klopp, we haven't spoken to you since he announced that he was leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. He explained he'd been there eight and a half years. Uh, he explained that he was burnt out. He wasn't sure that he'd take another job in coaching. Afterwards, he didn't know, but he'd certainly take a year out. And he loved Liverpool, which he clearly does, and mm. Liverpool loves him. The fans love him, the players, and he seemed to have a great relationship. There's been no trouble in that club. So, immediately, I was, I was, you know, devastated. I thought someone rang me and said, did you hear about your club? I thought he died. But it, no, it was that he was leaving Liverpool. Now, a lot of Liverpool fans I know, they were very, very shocked. However, the first match back, they trounced Chelsea. Now everyone is trouncing Chelsea, including Wolves at the weekend. Uh, but they, they went about it in the right way. And this young lad, Paddy Bradley from Tyrone had a superb match, a terrible tragedy. His father, who was only a young man, died of Parkinson's disease this weekend passed. And we wish the young man and his family well and, we offer our condolences, of course, but the the point of of the game was he was superb on the night, and Liverpool were. But Klopp is leaving, and you pointed out to me. Uh, remember Fergie, Fergie in two thousand and one, he announced early in the season that he this was his last season, and they were going well at the time. They plunged down the league; everything fell apart. He said he changed his mind. He said, I'll stay. And he stayed until 2012. So he's definitely 10 years afterwards. But it raised the question, what happens if a manager says that? And in your own case at Leeds, it wasn't quite so dramatic, I don't think, but you'll tell me. Don Revy decided to leave Leeds, I think, to go and manage England. Now, your fears, you, you expressed them to me last week when we were talking privately. You have a fear that when someone like Ferguson or Klopp, or any coach indeed, says, I'm not going to be there next year, this can have consequences, and they're not good. Can you elaborate? Yeah. Well, well, you, you, we did it. We had it with, with Don Reby when, in my day, uh, he was, he was, he was spotted actually going, going to Everton's ground and, uh, I was away with the Irish team. Uh, we were playing the semi-final, or the final, semi-final of the one of the European Cups. But anyway, I got back, and Norman came to me straight away. He said, "The, the, the gaffer is uh, not in the hunter. paper. The, yeah. the gaffer's gaffer's leaving." And uh, I said, "Are you sure?" He said, "No," but he said it was in the paper. 
So I said, look, we'll, we, we'll go up and see him, which we did. And yeah. he said, yeah, I am leaving. And he started crying. Right. You know, and the, the, what, what the, 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 the response from our team was, because we were all in it together. We were in the game yes. for a long time. Very closely knit yeah, bunch what, of people, what, weren't you? Yeah. What's going to happen? What's what he going? And, and, and also in, in those days, I mean, uh, when you were in it together, you were, you were you expected to be in it for life. This is my take on it now, at least. Yeah. We were all in it together for life. And the, the boss was the boss, right? And in those days as well, when you were dealing with your contracts, you were dealing with the boss. Yes. Now, a situation that never came across our minds before suddenly comes across your mind. He's not going to be there. Who are we going to get? What's going to happen with the contracts? Because in those days, there was only one year, two year contracts at the most. I'm laughing because I'm thinking thinking about who you did get in the end, but we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that that was the, he did did stay. Anyway, but that's, that's what, I'm only telling you the the, the attitude of a player's mind. Yeah. Like, what's, what's going to happen? We're all in it together. Now we're not all in it together. It's up in the air. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? It happened straight away, Eamon, because we didn't even finish the season well. Right. But it happens, that, that's, that's the way players used to be yeah. in my day. You dealt with the, 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 the manager. The manager was the boss. We're there forever. You played, each, played for, for each other. Real, real team effort, personal effort. Now the situation has changed dramatically. Yeah, but Fergie it was in the middle, as it were. I mean, Fergie announced in 2001. Now, the game has changed dramatically between your time and Fergie in 2001, but it's also changed dramatically since 2001. We're in 2000. Yeah, but did he make it at the I think he made it at the Christmas end. Yes, around, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In, other words, in other words, the team were fine, they're going great, uh, everybody's together, and uh, I'm only pointing out what, what could happen at a team. Yes. Fergie was going well. He, he, he says at Christmas he's going to leave at the end of the season. He collapses. Yeah. They're not in it together anymore. Right. And that's what, 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 what I was saying to you about uh, Klopp. Klopp last week. But then, then I thought about it a little bit more. And times have changed. Times have changed. The, yeah. the players now, Eamon, are on big money. Yes. Much bigger money than we were on. They don't deal with the manager now about yes. their contracts. Right. I don't think. I think they deal with the, the directors or the owners or whatever it is. Yeah. So that same thing that was in our minds is not in... in, in well, it could be to some extent because the, the manager would still, or the coach, the head coach, as they call them now, would still tell the person, whoever it was that was negotiating with you, what he thought of. Do you want to keep him? Do you want to let him go? You know, he'd still have oh, input. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, to be all of that, Eamon. Yeah. To be all of that. But the, the finances come into it in a big way where the contracts are, yeah. are coming up for uh, renewal at the end of the season. Uh, but, for this, but the second thing, I mean, what's the thing? That's, that's my take on it from the player's point of view. That I, I, When I first heard it, I thought, mm, that's not good. And, and, and we still have to see what's going to happen, Yes, Eamon. And the first one out of the traps, actually, was Virgil van Dijk. Whose contract is up for renewal next year. And he was asked about his attitude to that in a post clop era. He said, I don't know. I mean, he, in other words, he didn't pledge unyielding loyalty to Liverpool. When he was asked, he said, I don't know. And the clear implication was that Klopp's 
departure changed, uh, moved the goalposts. Well, well, it does, it does, Eamon, because when you're in, like, he's been there for nine years and he's done a great job, as everybody knows, a really, really terrific job. You're in it together, yeah. Eamon. You know, and you and you want to believe as a player, you're in it for life. As long as the manager's there, you're there. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's sometimes you have yeah. to be, but that's what you feel. Yes. You know, we're in it for life. We're together. We're a team. The bond is strong. The bond is there. Yeah. And and what I, what a guy was saying to you, it, it it it's it's very it's very easy to beat to lose that bond because once the manager says and 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 Klopp is saying now he's leaving. Well, times have changed a little bit in my attitude to that. I mean, the, the players now are on huge contracts. Yes. And the managers, managers now don't have the influence that the old managers used to have on renewal contracts or making the contracts. And one thing we should mention in all of this is the coaches, and Don Revy would have been one of them, Jock Steen, Bill Shankly, Alf Ramsey died in a care home, and Bobby Robson, Sir Bobby Robson, uh, who'd been England manager after him, Alf Ramsey won the World Cup, John, and yeah. died in the care home, and Bobby Robson was paying for his care. Hmm. He died, in other words, in penury. Yeah. Jock Steen. Jock Steen was manager of Celtic, great coach, built a great team, all of them that won the Champions League as it with the European Cup as it then was now the Champions League, all born within thirty miles of Glasgow. He was offered a job when they sacked him in the ticket office. Right. <laughs> you couldn't make that up, could you? No. no. And he was, no, well, wasn't he? You know that story. Oh yeah, yeah. Well it's it happened to all the all the old guys, I mean. Yeah. Uh, did, didn't make the money, definitely didn't make the money that the lads are earning today. They couldn't afford to retire. Yeah. These were the, these were the great managers. You mentioned a couple of them, Matt Busby, Bill Shankly, Bill Nicholson yeah. was given a job with the, with the, with the U team. Yeah. Jesus. Having done what he did. Won the double done. the first time in for 81 years it had yes. been done. Yeah. Stan Cullis, the great manager at Wolverhampton, I mean. Yeah. Like I remember afterwards, the, the fans got together to, to to save him selling his house or losing his house. Yeah, like these were this was what the what the old guys had to put up with. The great managers. Yes. Now, Klopp is in a great position now because obviously I'd say he's financially secure, lad. Oh yeah, he said he may him. never coach again, even. Yeah, and he's he's in that lucky position that he can do it. Yeah. Amen. You know, I'd, I'd say after 12 months, he might want to do it again. Yeah, of he course. Might, yeah, of course. Because he's yeah. young enough to do it. Yeah. He's 56. And, and, and yeah. I'd just make a prediction for the, the future, if I can. I'd say Saudi Arabia would come into it then. Right. In a big way. Yeah. Now, that's, that's, that's my take. If he takes it <laughs> 12 months for, off. They've come, they've come into it for a lot of people, John, and they're not all footballers. John Ram just accepted a $500 million deal. John Ram is the number one golfer in the world and a great a person, a, a person of unimpeachable character. Uh, but $500 million is a lot of money. Well, well yeah. Uh, but I'm only making that as as an extra amen yeah. because he, 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 I say he's a he's a financially secure guy. He can do what he's doing now, and he's done a great job for Liverpool, and he's entitled to do what he wants to do. But I, I'm just making a, a sort of a prediction that it wouldn't be surprised that after 12 months, when he's had his rest, 
because there's no, nothing sure. I mean, does, does decide to come back into the the, the, the Saudis will, will will be after him like number one pick. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Now, what about the Liverpool team that he's currently coaching, John, and the rest of this season? They're right there. They're bang there. He's made some moves in the transfer market. Nunes good. Diaz good. I'm not so sure about the two. Uh, Gabco and uh, Gravenberch, I'm not sure at all about, or indeed the uh, Sebaslai, the Hungarian. But he has got some very good young players, he's got some outstanding players, he's got this fellow Van Dyke, and he's got the Trent Alexander-Arnold problem. I just finally, John, want to ask you about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He is a brilliant player, and brilliant is the right word, dazzling. Some of the things I've seen him do, I've never seen any other defender do, or footballer even. I can remember a game against Barcelona where he's just outstanding, and he is, isn't he, John, on his good days, and even on Sunday when he was Dawson really around the place, very unprofessional. He still knocked a couple of dangerous balls into the box. But you can't carry a guy like that. A fullback who won't make any tackles, who can't make any tackles, doesn't know how to defend, doesn't appear interested. There's no way Gareth Southgate would have him in the England team, was there? Well, he's, he's, been, he's been in the Liverpool team for a long time, Eamon, doing, yep. what, he, what, doing what he's doing. I know there's been a change, John. He's, it's more extreme now. He's not playing as a fullback at all now. He's moved into midfield. Uh, he's, I, I would, I would agree with that, but he has been doing that for a long time. Not, not quite as much as he's doing now. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, but, but that's down to the manager, uh, I mean, you know, yeah. if, if he's been, he's been made captain in recent times. Yeah. 
when when uh, Van Dyke is not is is not yeah. uh, is not captain. Yeah. Um, I, I've I've never been a fan of his, as as you well know, or maybe some of your listeners would know, as a fullback because most of the time, not a lot of the time, he is he, he moves into midfield, yeah. and and like when you when you move into midfield, and you're obviously not defending down the right side, but with the Liverpool team, a lot of the times they're on top. And it's okay yeah. because he uses the ball extremely well. He's yeah. brilliant on the ball. Yeah. There's no doubt about uh, that. And him and, and Mo Salah have a great relationship in that sense. Yeah, well, he's, he's he's just terrific when he's on the ball. But you don't need an extra. I don't think Liverpool or anybody else needs an extra midfield player. Yeah. Your first thing you have to do is get the defence right. Yeah. And if he's playing in the position at right back, he is definitely not a good defender. He's exceptionally good at uh, distribution on the ball. He's, he's very, very good. He's a lovely kicker of the ball. He's very, very good at that. But he's not a right back. He's not a defender now, Liverpool, at all. Most of the time are good enough, Eamon, for him to be okay and actually contribute from midfield. Yeah. But, but it doesn't happen all the time. I think you're, you're likely to lose more goals doing what he's doing than making enough goals yeah and if you're playing a big match Manchester City is a classic example Arsenal would be another one if you're playing one of these you know big matches the intensity is absolutely essential which he didn't show uh, and you have to make tackles you have to get on the cover if you're a full back you have to defend yeah well there's no there's no doubt about that but they've been they have been very successful doing what he's been doing now he was exceptionally bad Against Arsenal, Lehman. Yeah. But he, he had an injury and well, he, had, he missed a couple of matches before. Now, whether that affected him or not, I don't know. And he was well, he was, one of the, he was one of the three players taken off after 53 minutes, which is yes. just 10 minutes after half time. Hmm. But that raises questions about Klopp's decision to play him in the first place, or indeed the other two who he, ta- he took off hmm. at the same at the same time, yeah. uh, just yeah, he's, been doing, Eamon, he's been doing it for a long time. Yes, in that position, and Liverpool have been very, very successful doing what he's been doing. Now, I've never been in favour of him, as you know, and I don't think you've ever been in favour doing what he's been doing for the right back position because I've always believed. But they have been very, very successful. They've been doing it for the last three or four years, Liverpool. I know. And, and, I've and, been watching and, and it. And if, if they have enough good players around them, which they have, he can be an asset in the middle of the field as a midfield player. He no. can be. I'm not in agreement with it. I'd rather have. I'd, I'd have defend when you have to. You attack when you can. You have to no. have the defenders. I've never been in agreement with it. But it, but but it hasn't been all bad. What it was at Arsenal at the weekend. Okay, John, let me ask you a final question about Leeds United. They're your team, your club, <laughs> and they're in the championship now, but they're on the move, John. There was a big gap. They're about eight, nine, ten points behind the two at the top who are automatically promoted to the Premier League. They've moved up dramatically. They have a game tonight, actually, and I know you've been watching them and you can watch them tonight on Sky you must be heartened by the fact that they're on the move and uh, have a, a really good chance now of getting into the Premier League next year. Yeah, well, they, they, they've moved up dramatically, I mean, They're in second place at the moment. They are a couple of points behind the top guys. But 
they should at least, they're in a good chance now of being in the playoffs to get there. And they're getting yeah. better. Every time I see them, they're getting better. So yes. that's a good sign. And, uh, I mean, the fans would be going mad there. Then. I mean, they, they only they can only get well thirty four, thirty six. Thirty six thousand in there last week yeah. to watch a game. So that's how good things are if they got the right ownership. They certainly have the tradition, thanks to you and Billy Bremner and all those great players that you played with. And I must, uh, I'd say, you're optimistic that they will be promoted automatically. Well, they've got a, they've got a good chance, Simon. The manager's done a good job. Yes, and he got promotion twice with Norwich and they sacked him after the second one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give him a bob to spend just sacked him but, but they're, on, they're, on, they're on the right they're on the right road now anyway I mean they'll, okay they'll, don't. They'll, 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 they'll keep they'll keep going anyway uh, okay thank you very much John we've uh, run out of time and I would like to say to our listeners that next week we'll talk about the rest of the Premier League Manchester United we forgot about Spurs we forgot about it, and there's a, a great job of work being done by Ange Postacoglu at Spurs. It's really remarkable what he's done without Son, uh, without Madison, uh, and without a lot of very good uh, players. Uh, so there's lots happening that don't that doesn't involve Liverpool, Arsenal, and Man City, and we'll be talking about the rest. Um, I promise, more often than we do, we we often get. And mails from listeners, which we love, uh, criticizing us for not mentioning Aston Villa, for example. I've mentioned them. <laughs> They're not going to win anything, but they, they'll be in a battle for a top four spot. I don't think they'll get it, but they're in a battle. So are Manchester United, remarkably. Uh, but they're, they're eight points behind Villa and the six points behind Spurs. So we don't know about Manchester United, but we keep our eye on them. Very grateful to John Giles, as always, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.